<laughs> so remember when I uh, said it was like two hours worth of time left? I restarted my computer, switched switched where the temporary files were holding, and now it's at 553 hours. Jesus. All right. I'm pissed. Why did <laughs> it do that? Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast where Jeff runs you down in a Chevy Trailblazer and plows you over. I'm your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Stephen, he's right behind you right now. God, no. (laughs) (laughs) I've lost it. Please, please tell me that the car horn was picked up by the microphone. I don't care. That if you could not hear that, there was a car outside that honked right after we did that bit. And like that doesn't really happen. It's I mean we live in a city, but in a pretty like residential neighborhood, yeah. it's pretty rare for a car horn just to go off like that. Yeah, that was beautiful. Holy shit, that oh, timing. I'm a happy camper, <sighs> Jared. Jared, what's up with you? Well, you gave me a fucking heart attack when we got through recording last episode, (sighs) and I go out to the living room to, like, all right, we're going out to watch the next episode, and suddenly you're not coming, and it's silence, and I went, Steven, is everything okay in there? And you refused to speak for, like, (laughs) five minutes, and I was like, did we lose the episode? And the only response I got was, I don't know. (laughs) We didn't. But I thought we did. So what happened is my computer, for whatever reason, our recording software, decided to switch where the temporary files were being stored from my one with so much goddamn space to the one with almost no space. And that's an issue I have with Windows computers in general. Like, why? Why? Why is it like that? I hate that. Why have one drive that is 100 gigs and one drive that is... A terabyte. Doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway, I saved it. We're good. Gave me a heart attack, though. I don't like that feeling. I would have fist fought you in the street. <laughs> so would have that person who honked the horn, apparently. <laughs> so would Jeff running you over in his Chevy Trailblazer. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's a lot going on. I woke up this morning, or not this morning, yesterday morning, with a huge knot in my neck. Like, I don't know how I slept, but it feels like my neck was completely horizontal to my body. Mm. And I am in so much pain. Want me to punch you in the neck? No. Okay. That would not help. I had an endocrinologist appointment this last week. Wait, I just realized for the audience, that sounds scary. That's the diabetic doctor. Ah. It's very routine. Um, I went and I went to him and I was like, do I still have diabetes? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, ah, shucks. And I went, is my blood good? He goes, it's pretty good. And I went, all right, cool. We'll take Um, it. But I was like, yeah, like I keep like, like craning my neck. And I think it's, it started happening during the first show I was directing. And I think it's because I lean in. Oh, sure. And I like, I like compress the back of my neck and it's been giving me headaches. So I get too excited. I'm like really focused. And I was like, it's either that or it's brain cancer. And my endocrinologist was like, yeah, it's probably just the way you're holding your neck. And I was like but what if it's brain cancer? And he's like, you are ridiculous. You're the worst kind of WebMD doctor. No, I'm just a hypochondriac. Because, like, I don't go on WebMD. 
I just make my imagination is my WebMD. Sure. So it's much worse. <laughs> yeah, I'm a massive, massive hypochondriac about everything. Nice. I'm not. And you get slightly off. I'm like, oh fuck, I'm dying. I'm the one who's like, uh, that's a that might be a problem. Probably not. I do think it has evolved my views on death because when you think. When you're such a hypochondriac that you think anything is cancer or that you're just going to die no matter what, mm-hmm. suddenly you're very desensitized to death. Okay. You're like, well, I've had 3,000 made-up close calls, so I've come to terms with it at this point. I am terrified at that way of thinking. On a, on a similar note, though, I went to the doctor the other day, and I had, like, a list of things. I had four things that I'm like, hey, doc, let's take a look at these four things. Mm-hmm. Three of the four, he was like, now nah, you're fine. And I'm like, could we maybe expound on that? Could we, like, I don't know, run a test or something? Nah. Even the one that I had talked about, my hearing isn't always great. I, what? Shut up. I, in large crowds, or if there's a lot of background noise playing, my brain hones in on the background noise and not the person speaking directly in front of me, Mm. which is so agonizing. I have left parties crying because it it just hurts. Well, okay. It was on, on the cruise ship where I'm just like, there's so much noise around me and I cannot participate in anything that's going on. And it is so frustrating because I love these people and I want to be spending time with them, but I, it, I can't. Mm. And my doctor's like... Overstimulated. Yeah. Well, not even that. It's just I can't participate in the things that I want to participate in. Mm. And it's very frustrating. My doctor's like, yeah, a hearing aid wouldn't help you. It's like, yeah, go on. He's like, well, we would just enhance all the sounds. The background noise wouldn't... Would continue, but would just be louder. I'm like, well, that's fucking... Maybe ADHD or like... Maybe you're on the spectrum or something a little bit. I'm, I'm sure. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? I don't know, actually. Maybe we're not. I don't know. Nah. Yeah. So stuff like that where I'm like, fucking fine. So wait, they didn't believe you? The doctor didn't believe you, but you're a, you're a white man. Doctor's supposed to believe you. <laughs> he believed me. Oh, okay. He just didn't. He was like, there's nothing we can do. I have a, a good friend right now who is a woman of color who is having the hardest time because she keeps getting transferred around to other doctors um, because they don't, they don't believe her. God, that is so That there's a problem in her ear. And like, and my mom went through that a lot when, when I was a kid of like some medical problems that they just like didn't take it seriously. Like, it's so frustrating. What possibly could a person have to gain of walking into a doctor's office being like, hey, there's something wrong with my ear. It's not like you're going to get, like, super pain med drugs. It's it's not, from my understanding, which is limited, it's not so much of like a, oh, they're trying to pull a fast one over on me. It's more like, eh, they're being dramatic kind of a mentality. That's not how a doctor should operate. Yeah, and it's not consciously how a lot of doctors operate, but subconscious bias. I hate that. Welcome to su- welcome to the Survivor Subconscious Bias con- Podcast uh. as I constantly go on these tangents. <laughs> you know what I thought about between episodes? Mm-hmm. I'm like, we're getting so many emails, and that's a good thing. That I love that, and I love sharing that with you guys. Why have I not started splitting them up between the episodes? I thought the same thing, but I was like, I'll let Stephen cook. 
I'm gonna do that from now on. Cool. So that gives you permission to send more emails. And also, we used to record like we have a delay but we yeah. record episodes separate days and now that our schedules are so fucked we yeah. have a day of recording and it's not super efficient for us to do that either it makes sense like today we showed up pre-watching it we watched one and now we're recording again yeah so all in all that's like a three hour chunk plus you're walking to get here which would almost double in time if we were to do that again sure but regardless i'm gonna split it up as we go. So you might get some, if you're like, hey, my email didn't get read out loud. Wait till the next episode. It's coming. All right, baby. Baby. Anything else before we move on to the episode? No, I feel like I had something I wanted to want to talk about, but I feel like it was in the promotion section. This is about the NFL draft? How the mm-hmm. Lions are, are doing their, their bestest? The Lions are fucking cooking. I don't understand what they're cooking. Um, but Brad is all over the place. Like, whatever. Yeah, and we're on a first-name basis. Okay. Um, You and Brad? Yeah, me and Brad. Brad's a cool guy. Thanks, Brad. Yeah. Thanks, Brad. (laughs) I I saw a sign and the... Did it open up your eyes? It did. A Viking social media post reposted it. They're like, someone held up a sign that just said, let Queasy cook. And our general manager, Queasy Adolfo Mensa. Mm is the one making the decisions and it was just really funny because they then cut to the draft room where the head coach is like do you see that sign <laughs> let queasy cook like yeah yeah that's pretty great that's cool you know what the lions didn't draft unfortunately what a bumper all right so this episode came out on december 12th of 2002 Another pretty slow week between episodes. I wanted to pull something, so I pulled the 11th SEC championship game. Number four, Georgia beats number 22, Arkansas. Hmm. Which, like, wow, number 22 made it to the SEC game. Impressive. 30 to 3. I mean, wait, hold that thought, because it would not be the number 22, because there are not 22 teams in the SEC. It would be the 22, 22nd nationally ranked team. Sure. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. So the SEC was just weak. But still, yeah. 30 to 3. What a boring game. <laughs> there, that was literally the only thing to talk about in the week between episodes that was relevant. The song is still Lose Yourself. A couple new movies, though. So, Santa Claus 2, Hanging On at number 5. Treasure Planet fell down at number 6. It was not a very popular movie at the time. It wasn't a very popular Disney movie anyway. Yeah. Empire, which I'm not super familiar with. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Number 1 is Die Another Day, but number 2 is the one I want to talk about. Analyze that. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Have you, you've never heard of this movie, Steven? No. I hadn't either. So it has a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's good. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Mom boss Paul Vitti, played by Robert De Niro, oh, okay. is nearing the end of his term in Sing Sing, which I guess is a prison, and the FBI agents monitoring him are baffled. Day after day, they watch as New York's most notorious gangland figure walks around his cell in a semi-catatonic stupor. Is Vidi having a nervous breakdown because of recent threats on his life, or is his odd behavior merely a foxy ploy to get him sprung from jail early? It's apparently a comedy? It has a 39 audience score. Yeah, it's real bad. But it's, like, really star-studded. It's, like, Robert De Niro, Billy Crystal, Lisa Kudrow. Like... Oh, jeez. Yeah. And it's just bad. You know, those jail comedies that we all know and love. 
Right, the only positive review is amusing mob comedy for older teens only. <laughs> okay. By, by Common Sense Media. That's wild. As opposed to like the BBC that said, there's more life in a mortuary than in Harold Ramis's labored direction. Oh my the God. script creaks through 95 minutes as if they were 180 with no joke too obvious, cheap, or derivative. Okay, so they I, went in. I fucking love when critics go in, man. All right, good. Speaking of things to be critical of. <laughs> we got an episode to be critical of. <laughs> Jumping in to episode 13, The Tides Are Turning. No, they're not. Why not, Jared? The direction of the show's going is exactly the same. <laughs> Nothing has changed. No. Nothing has changed, but... I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't this know. This title feels randomly generated. With AI? Yeah. Or they just like slapped words together. We're like, ah, there we go. And we start off the episode with more art school Twin Peaks shots. <laughs> it was it was the uh, chopping a coconut to like, a gong sound. They put yeah. a gong every single time that a chop hit the coconut. You're like, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Move on. Chop, 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 chop. I kind of liked it. Okay. I mean, that's fine. It was weird. It is weird. But, like, it doesn't, it, it's, I didn't like it for a Survivor episode, but I was like, this is kind of neat. Yeah. Oh, no, that's totally fine. Way out of left field in okay. a reality TV show. They're just, man, they're just trying to get through. <laughs> they're doing their best. Helen has the revelation that we haven't voted out one of our own since day 12. Gondia. You're right. Gandhi is the last Chewy Guy member to go home. Yeah. And I said, I hope the one after her is Ted in a fucking monkey paw curl. Because it is. <laughs> You're correct. But it's seven episodes later. It took a while, but we got here. Yeah. Doesn't make you feel good, does it? No. And Helen's just apparently forgotten, like, that he's a sexual predator. I mean, I guess at some point you've had to live with the guy for... 20 days mm -hmm. like you've probably you've compartmentalized i guess i don't know it, it's so difficult of a spot to be in yeah that i guess of course we i think we can all acknowledge that ted was fucking like there's there's no words yeah but then they did what they had to do to survive as a tribe yeah which was run the table uh, impressive in itself but it is Horrible that couldn't you have, happen to a worse group. Unfortunate that you have to do it next to Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> right. So I do appreciate that they took the first opportunity to get rid of that. Like, hmm, do I vote out the old horny lady or do I vote out Hannibal Lecter? I feel like the decision is obvious here. Or a guy who just basically admitted that he can't win the final vote, Clay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know, maybe he's the winner, but, like, Sukjai doesn't... Obviously, the jury doesn't talk, but when Helen talks about, like, I hope that they vote based on, like, who, like, deserved it. Yeah. No one fucking thinks Clay deserves it. Nah. So... No one in that entire game thinks Clay deserves it. Clay could win, but I think it would be a bitter jury type of situation. Sure. We, we then have a weird analogy that kind of goes off the rails it's here. fucking... Weird, man. We're, we're ice skating? Yeah, so Brian talks about how we're ice skating, and the person who's going to win this game is the one who has their skates on and turns the corners 
and throws them a slider? I don't know. He's mixing sport analogies, and it's all over the place. And then he calls himself Mr. Freeze? Yeah. So then we're throwing Batman in there. I don't know. There's too much going on here. But again, he says all of this like he's about to go on a serial killing spree. Oh, this this episode, if you just watch Brian's confessionals, is a descent into madness. Brian versus Greg. Who's more... Who would you rather be trapped alone with for like three days? I mean, unfortunately, Greg... Yeah, I think it's Greg. It would be much more entertaining, I could say that. That's true. But, uh, I could at least believe that I'm not going to get murdered. He just might, like, fuck with me. Yeah, that's true. You'll probably end up, like, drinking his piss or something. Yeah, right, sure. As a prank. That's fine. I- I'd do- rather do that than die. Just personally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, we have a surprise tree mail. It's not the reward. It's a giant mirror. Look at what you've done. Huh? Struck with the man in the mirror. Look at who you are now. Yeah, it's really, this is Survivor's, and it's not the, like, hand mirror that other Survivor seasons have dropped. Yeah. This is a full-length mirror just stood up against the wall being like, hey, you look like shit. I kind of liked it. I, I feel bad for Helen. She clearly has some body image issues. Yeah. Because she, like, looked in the mirror and goes, nope, still fat. And I'm like, you are not. Girl. Like, you are, all of you are, have lost so much weight. Yeah. Oof. Poor girl. And it, it is. It, it hurts. Clay, I think, looks the most different because they also yeah. handed out photos of them from the very start of the game. And, and some it, of them look better. Like, Ted... Fuck Ted. But Ted looks better. I mean, yeah. Ted dropped a whole bunch of weight. I think yeah. I saw in an interview here, it's like 60 to 80 pounds. That tracks. It's so much. But yeah, they, they just get to, like, hang out. And I think Clay looks better. Yeah. I think Island Clay looks better than Day One Clay. Yeah. He's less respectable than Day One Clay. Oh, horrible person. But <laughs> looks better. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, that happens. They really don't dig into it too much. No. And then Ted approaches Brian, and we kind of regroup here, because we haven't really seen much of the conversations between Ted and Brian mm-hmm. of like, okay, strategy-wise... Maybe they haven't had any. Well, they... They did a long true. time ago, but I, yeah. I don't think that they have been close for yeah. a long time. And Ted's basically confiding, saying, hey, we still good? Like, we haven't talked in a while, but remember that one time where we said final two, baby? Let's, uh... Tell me how you feel about that. And Brian wavers. Yeah, I wrote down, is Brian threatening Ted here? Because this is the thing. Brian can lie. Mm-hmm. We've seen Brian lie. Also, he's a sociopath. Yeah. He could look in his face and go, yeah, yeah, we're good. And move on. But he doesn't. He doesn't. He does this, like, weird, like, I don't know, man. It, you know, it only takes three votes, so. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, outside this conversation, there's only three of you. So... Yeah, the other three could team up on Ted, but everyone knows you're close with Clay. So you, you're you basically telling Ted, I'm going to vote for you without saying it. Without saying it. It was really, it was weird and it's a little weird. unsettling. Yeah. And Ted feels it. He, he knows. Like, he acts on it. It almost seems like open warfare now. Yeah. You're just like, nah, you're going to go. I mean, yeah, open warfare in the way that, like, 
us invading a small island nation would like United States invading a small island nation's open warfare. Like, yeah, I guess it's going to last for like seven seconds. <laughs> like you're outmatched, you're outgunned. Nobody is coming to bat for you except for, in this case, Helen thinks about it. Mm-hmm. So Ted feeling this goes to Helen and they're, they're all just like sitting around. Clay's kind of like having a nap or just like staring off into the distance. I don't know. Yeah. what Clay's Clay dissociating doing. as he has for 31 days. Sure. And Ted starts drawing in the sand like his plans to get rid of Clay. And Helen seems on board. This feels more obvious than just talking. Yeah. Like you have a day. You have a full day. Go get water and talk. <laughs> I don't mind it. The fact that... I think it's clever. Yeah. I think it's a little too clever. The fact that Clay was looking the other direction, I think, was like, okay, yeah, sure. You have to make it brief if that's what you're doing. Yeah. You're clearly not playing tic-tac-toe if you're doing this for a half hour. It seems like they did it for a long time. Yeah. Although, her writing out the sand, what does he do? Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Great shot. Anyway, the fact that Jan, though, was able to, like, see this whole thing, well, clearly not able to see what was being written, mm-hmm. but able to see that they're communicating back and forth, really puts a hindrance in what you're doing. Yep. Like, there goes the secret. Yeah. And obviously they didn't really care because Jan was supposed to be in on it, but yeah, the fact that... Jan later, confuses me. Yeah. Jan's kind of all over the place. Later on in the episode, Jan kind of shoot this whole alliance idea in the foot yep anyway we then go to reward we're walking down the beach and jeff rolls up on him in in a chevy trailblazer you see him behind like in the background like he's going to run them down which you know ergo our bit at the beginning of the episode it's hilarious it's so funny do you think he was tempted yes (laughs) i think he i think he was tempted i think everything we've seen this season makes him want to run these people over yeah <laughs> yep agreed and then he's he pulls up alongside and then he's like hey get in everybody ted you're in the front you're big you gotta be did you notice who so there's only three seats in the back yeah we have five total so yeah. someone has to sit on someone's lap clay was sitting on, clay lap, was right? sitting yeah. on the lap hilarious i love it if we're gonna emasculate anyone let's make it clay more like not even a ma- like he was like he's a child yeah. Like, not like, yeah. It's like, oh, little baby Clay, in the, get in the car seat. Oh. I don't know, I became Italian. <laughs> <laughs> we get to the challenge. We're playing for a Chevy Trailblazer, which I think is the first time that we actually have a car that still exists. Yeah, that isn't a garbage car. Yeah. We're playing for a spa day and food. This is huge. This is a really big challenge. And Jeff's like, yeah, this could give you the energy to get you through to the last day. Or get you voted off. I mean, there's only three days left, so... <laughs> True. Oh, I think at that point he says five. It's like get you through the last five days. Sure, at that point. By the time we end this episode, it's three days. Yeah. And... This is a survivor-ass challenge. This is a survivor-ass challenge, and I love this challenge. Me too. I think you could have tweaked it a little bit, but I think it was really good. Yeah, I think what you needed to tweak is like having it be letters that are under, like underlined or whatever is a little silly. Like, I like it better when they reveal the letters at the end and then are like, but it's a very small thing. I get it. Anyway. Nobody listens. Nobody listens at all. 
You have you have to go collect these letters, and he says right away you're during s- during the introduction, he's like, "You're standing, on, you're going to be standing on the first one." He says it during the lead up to the, like survivors go. Like yeah. he's like he's like, "All right, for a reward or for the last reward or whatever," he says, "You're looking to spell out the word. You're standing on the first letter. Survivors go, and they all run away." Yeah, and he's like, "Where are you going?" There's the thing right there. You're you were standing on the first letter. Go. Get, uh. So most everyone just runs, and then a few people come back. Jan, Helen, was Ted the other one? Yeah, I think Brian's the only one who doesn't come back right away. He okay. goes and finds, he goes and searches through the trough first, which yeah. is smart. I mean, yeah. You lose time on just the back and forth, but... Yeah, but everyone had the back and forth. Sure. So since you're already there, yeah, grab it. Why not? And, yeah, just wild from the go. Nobody followed directions. Brilliant. Helen jumps out to the early lead in this one. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of rooting for Helen. I want Helen to win this season so bad. Mm. Yeah? I don't think it's going to happen. I, I mean, of the people remaining, Helen is the most likable. Yeah. Jan, you could make the argument for Jan. We just don't get to see a lot of Jan. Yeah. But she's likable when you see her. She's likable in the, She's like, a full goat, though. Come on. Y- yeah, I agree. She's the crazy old, older grandma. I think... Brian is like a lock to win unless he obviously unless he gets voted off but like makes it to final two I think he beats anyone mm-hmm. I think Helen's the person who comes in second like Helen beats anyone that's not Brian probably yeah so I am yeah so Helen's in the lead for a very minuscule part of this challenge yeah. and I'm not gonna break it down post by post but eventually Brian and Clay get way out ahead and right at the end though Everyone has their letters, except for Jan, who's doing Jan's thing. Jan, there. yeah, isn't isn't involved in this challenge. Yeah. It's it's like in more cases with Pascal getting to the first one being like, eh. <laughs> and basically just sitting down. Yeah. Brian, Clay get to the unscramble section first. And they have to unscramble. It's eight letters and two words. So Brian's going about his thing. He's doing the best. Ted gets there eventually. And you could tell it took a little bit of time for them yeah. to unscramble. You were thinking the whole time that it's trailblaze. And then I was like, wait, no, that's too many letters. But it makes sense. because From what they've done before, absolutely. Yeah. Go there. And Brian thinks he got it. He calls Jeff over. He's like, it's road trip. No. So Jeff actually... He does. He, he screwed Brian here. Yeah, he asks. He asks. What, and it's a fair question, I guess. But what are you trying to... What are you trying to spell? Like, what is that supposed to be? Yeah. Instead of just saying incorrect. Yeah. So, which I, I, I don't think he was intentionally screwing Brian over. I think he was actually trying to help Brian of like, what are you trying to spell? I think he thought Brian had it and then realized that the vowels were switched. Mm, and caught himself like, yeah, yeah, probably. Because well, he does that. He's like, announce it. Do the thing. Oh, wait, no. No, you got it wrong. It's not quite right. Yeah, so he asks him, what are you trying to spell? Brian shouts out, road trip. And Jeff's like, that doesn't say road trip. Correct. It does not. He flipped the A and the O, so it was road trip. Road trip. (laughs) So then Ted swoops in, just puts the letters where they need to be, while Brian is sitting there stunned, not knowing what he did wrong. And Ted wins. Insane. The curse of the car lives on, baby. It lives on. Colby got the farthest with the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... If if Ted wasn't a sexual predator, he might almost be charming. 
Well, what happens next is, of course, Jeff's like, hey, you can't, this is a great trip. Like, you have to bring someone. Yeah. And picks Helen. Yeah. And do you remember why he picked Helen? He said something about, like, one immunity and, like, like saved, saved him. him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, maybe it he, was. He was doing it out of a respect thing. I, I think that's what he said. Sure. I think he was doing it out of a strategy thing. Makes sense. Yep. Makes total sense. Time for them to talk alone. <laughs> We're not going to write any more strategies in the sand. We're going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So Ted and Helen go on a trip. It's it's wild. I it, Oh, my God. Well, before we talk about that, I want to talk about them being back at camp. Yep. Clay is so fucking entitled. Yes. Like, he's... Every time he loses, he's like, every anytime I lose a challenge, I'm mad. Like, okay, I get being competitive, but like, it for for Clay, it feels like it comes from a spot of like, I deserve to win everything, mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah. And then Brian is again cannot say it enough. Fucking sociopath, being like, Ted didn't even thank me. I I gave him that car. I gave it to him. I gave and, him the answer. Yeah, I gave him the answer. You don't know where he was in the puzzle yeah. at that time. He could have. He could have been waiting to see if you got it right. He wasn't. I, and he did give it to him. But Brian doesn't know that. He just assumes it. Insane. Like, these these two people, these two men, only see the world through... They are the protagonists of every single moment in everyone's lives, in their mind. R slash I am the protagonist. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, every time in this episode we see Brian talk, it, it's just worse. Yeah. Always worse. And he's, he is, imagine if Lex had like diagnosed sociopathy, like that is who Brian is. <laughs> but even Lex had m- many more likable moments. Yeah. Lex was like an, like, was like an interesting, like Shakespearean villain. Brian is like a serial killer documentary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So on this trip where <laughs> we're driving we're taking the trip. Well, one, Jeff gives directions to where they're going, <laughs> which is wild to me. Just like, we, you can do that. We don't need to see that. Yeah, or like put a cameraman in the car yeah. that can tell them where to go. There is anyway, because we see them driving. Yeah, true. I ugh. Take the old prison road. Yeah, take the old prison road. I guess road. it's authentic. I don't know. It's, yeah. It felt like, did they just forget to cut here? I don't know. <laughs> and immediately, they're just, while they're in the car... They talk about getting rid of Clay. Yep. And Helen's like, I'm I'm in. Like, I'm absolutely for it. I don't know if Jan's going to be on board. We should, though. That seems like the most logical thing to me. And... What is Jan's game? <laughs> along for the ride? Get the wine? Not even that. Because, like, if she was along for the ride, she would go with Helen. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's weird. How openly like combative she is with the person that she considers her closest ally yeah and while we're while we're there and while they're back at camp she's like yeah they were talking in the sand and it's like you're undercutting helen's game on purpose yeah you know that she's probably trying to save you i don't i it's almost a little bit like jake it is the problem of having team captains frankly is like she Almost, it's almost like she's not playing the game. It's almost like she's just trying to, like, be the boss. But not in a way of, like, bossing people around, but, like, being a manager, basically. Yeah. Of, like, okay, well, we had an issue here, so let's, like, oh, yeah, they were talking about you doing this. And, like, 
I don't really know if I want to do... It's it's weird. It's like she's forgot that there's a million dollars at stake. Yeah. Anyway. But then again, what goes on in Jan's mind is an enigma. Mm, thanks, Patrick. <laughs> anyway, we get to the reward, and we have the most awkward exchange between the masseuses and Ted. They always look like they're being held at gunpoint. Every Thailand citizen that has been on camera that wasn't the Red Berets look like they're being held at gunpoint at all times. And it's so funny because Ted is trying to be like, I want to use your language. I yep. want to be like super welcoming. And they just look so overwhelmed. And it's only going to get worse as this night goes on. Ted, weirdly, seems to have taken the cultural experience to heart. Yeah. I'm all for that. Do that. Do you think part of it Ted is a monster of a man. Ted is 6'3", and maybe, I don't know how diverse Thailand is. I don't know a lot about Thailand. Is he maybe the first black person they've ever met? And now it's like this, t the tallest man they've ever seen. And the first person, <laughs> the first black person they've ever seen. And they're like, I don't know what to do with you. I mean, probably, yes. In, in this remote area, I almost guarantee that that was the... The, the first black person that they met. I listened to a podcast, I've plugged it before in here, Castle Super Beast, and one of the hosts is also a very large black man. And he went, he talks about his trip to Japan and like, and people were just trying to take photos with him like he's a celebrity. Yeah. Because he like sticks out over crowds and is this, is this, again, this monster of a man that they do not see in their day-to-day -day life. It'd be like if a 12-foot behemoth started walking down our street, it, is how he described it. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Speaking of interesting, we show up and the food is all laid out for them. And Ted and Helen have this realization that there are apparently like five bottles of wine. They bring back three. So I think there might be more than that. Because I think Ted drank more than one bottle of wine. Okay. So six bottles of wine is my guess. Yeah. Doesn't matter. For two people. For two people. And both of them have outwardly stated that neither of them drink. So, what are we going to do here? And this happened last season, too, with Pasco and Nalia. So the two of them just didn't drink. Correct. And didn't bring anything back, by the way. Yeah. Except for a mint. But. Well, that, that was more difficult because they were being served drinks. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just joking around. But, yeah, they decide to, it's a special occasion, so let's drink. Let's fucking drink. And boy, do they drink. More Does so. Ted drink? And... I don't know, like, maybe it's just, like, you have a low in low tolerance. If you don't drink, then you don't know, like, what, what's going on here. A one bottle of wine would fuck me up. Also on a relative, like, not an empty stomach because you have just eaten, but, like, your body is in calorie deficit for so many days. Yeah. Like, that is going to be so potent. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna feel it no matter what. Imagine Ted's hangover the next day. <laughs> and... As the night goes on, Ted gets so drunk. This What's, what's the over-under on masseuses he assaulted during this time? It's zero. It is. Because they were, there was an entire camera crew watching and filming. It stopped him last time. Was there a camera crew filming that? We saw the, the shot of him like roll over to Gandhi and like snuggle up close, so there's at least cameras on him. Dick. Wow. The fact that... But once you've been called out once, you're going to be on your best behavior. Hopefully. Anyway, Ted's ungodly drunk and so, like, the shouty drunk. I feel like there's a few different kinds of drunk. Yeah. Where you're just like, I don't know, 
I'm chill, I'm doing my own thing. There's the I love you man drunk, and then there's the I'm having the best time of my life drunk. He He's is making like sex noises in the shower. Yeah. And then like getting the massage. It was wild. <laughs> All the while, Helen is getting the massage and making <laughs> Helen and the masseuses are having the best nonverbal conversation this whole time. Uh-huh. They're like, we we know. We we know what's going. Like this is this is uncomfortable for everyone. You, me, we know this. It's his day. Just let him have his day. Wait, the, that's out of character for Ted. He would never make women uncomfortable. Ooh. <laughs> You're going in on this one. Fuck Ted. I know. Fuck Ted. But... I don't care that he's the protagonist of this episode. Fuck Ted. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. And then where I was like, okay, Survivor, maybe we could have had a better plan from what we know from the past season. Uh-huh. Of there is one bed for two people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe they didn't plan on it being this way, but still, you have to have a better solution for this. And luckily, like, Ted was just so drunk that he just mostly conked out. He was still, he was still like, chatting and saying the I love you stuff. But Yeah, and like I said, usually somebody that's, that does something like that, if they're a predator and they get called out, they'll be on their best behavior when in the same environment with the same people. Right? Because two people is a trend and mm-hmm. two people is harder to be like no they're both crazy yeah anyway best quote out of this my body is drunk but my mind is clear no it isn't no it's not no, you're uh you're drunk all the whole of you is drunk all of you is drunk yeah anyway we get to the morning they're trudging back in he's claiming to be santa claus and he brought wine everyone their own bottle of wine yeah jan sh- immediately shoves it down her shirt because Jan just being Jan. Jan just being Jan. Yeah. A lot's going on here. Jan hints at wanting to take out Brian to Helen. Man, I wish Brian had one immunity. I wonder if they would have done it. And it's like, keep keep your enemies close. It's a good point. And I actually agree. Maybe that's Jan's game. Because I don't think she thinks Clay can win. Mm. And that's what I think she means is like, yeah, Brian's keeping him close because Clay is his enemy. I don't know. It's interesting. I, I wonder if Brian hadn't won immunity if they would have gone after him. I'm just so confused as where the wires got crossed because this whole first half of the episode, Helen's like, Jan hates Clay. Yeah. We, we should take out Clay and it makes so much sense to do so. And for me as the watcher, it makes so much sense to do so. Mm-hmm. But then we just, we don't do it. Maybe she hates him but doesn't view him as a threat. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe she views Ted and Brian as more of threats. I guess. Yeah. And then Brian... Brian talks about a lot of things here. Well, not necessarily here. Later on, we talk about more things. Talks about Helen and that she owes me. Why does she owe you, Brian? She knows I brought her here. Brian, what are you talking about? Yeah. And... Chewygon hasn't... The members of Chewygon haven't faced a vote since... Gondia went home. Like, yeah. I, they voted against Soup Jai, sure. Mm-hmm. That was an easy vote for But Helen was never even on the block yeah. in those votes. So what are you talking about? But Helen is caught in the middle again, and she's like, I don't know who I'm going to vote with. I don't know what to do. I'm playing both sides. I know I'm playing both sides, and I just don't know what to do here. Yeah, and she's playing both sides smartly. Yeah. She doesn't get caught playing both sides. Correct. Good for her. That's hard to do. It is. <laughs> it really is. 
And then we get the immunity challenge. What do you think of this one? It's it, fine. Yeah, it's a it's a stair building challenge where there are cutouts of sections of stair. And these stairs are in like Nickelodeon ass <laughs> d- drops. It's very close to a good challenge. Mm-hmm. I think what it needed was you would have to Put, you put the pieces a little bit closer. They were a little too far away for this change to work. Yeah. Um, so put them a little bit closer, and then you have to go get it, and you, uh, if it's not the right one, go put it back. I was going to say the same thing, so thank yeah. you. We're on the same page here. Yeah, and it's what you can do is you can go grab all those pieces. Like, you run, I want to say it's about 50 to 75 meters where you just, like, you go grab them, you bring them back, but you have to do it one at a time, which... It then becomes more of a physical challenge than a mental challenge, which is fine. I'm okay with that. It, it has both. I think it, it, it has pr- both pretty equally, how, how quickly you get them and piecing them together. It does. It doesn't, it doesn't. I think they could have incorporated the mental aspect in a better way. Sure. Yeah. And Jan actually gets out and does well at the beginning. I wanted Jan, win. I wanted Jan to win so bad. Sure. I did too. I know she didn't, but I wanted it. Maybe I can will a change of history in... I can't wait till we get to your first Berenstein Bears situation where you're like, I don't think that... I didn't think that's how that went at all. I think we've had at least one of those. Usually those mid-votes where I'm like, this person was got longer in the game, right? Oh, fuck. No, they're gone. <laughs> yeah. People... It's people who are relevant to the game, but not relevant to Survivor as a whole that mm. I think always throw me off sure anyway brian wins brian gets up that stairs exactly what brian needed a pedestal over top of everyone to stand and look down at them and on his last one he does it in slow motion not because he knows he wins but because he wants to just exude the confidence here as he slowly strides up up to the top stair Jeff, crown me. I did it. He must. I can see why he was an amateur porn star. He's literally masturbating in front of us. Hey, oppa. <laughs> so Jan doesn't know what to do. Brian is spiraling into crazy before our eyes. And he then just goes on a rant of like, I'm in control of these people. Here's why. Grandma Jan is disposable. We can fucking get rid of her whenever we want. Sure. Helen is my trustworthy soldier. Okay. She's not, but... Okay. Yeah. Uncle Clay is here. I don't know. what did, did he say anything about Uncle Clay? It was weird. I think he said, like, and then there's Uncle Clay. And there's Uncle Clay. Yeah. I, I want to take that as, like, a dismissive kind of a thing. Yeah, like, that's how I check it. Yeah. yeah. And then he doesn't really say anything about Ted. Because he knows he's getting rid of Ted. Yeah. So, he... He told us his vote without telling him his vote. Yeah. Anything about this tribal that you want to... Jake, what the fuck was that shirt? <laughs> it's... Jake walks in. Is, w- is Jake moonlighting as a, as a stripper? What is that thing? Jake walks in with a sleeveless jean shirt. And I can't call it a vest because it's a, it's a full-on button-down shirt that just doesn't have any sleeves. It's something that I would expect a, a farmer who's like tending to his pigs at the time to wear. Sure. Throwing around bales of hay. 
Or wearing a giant-ass cowboy but hat to make a point. It also looks designer. Like, it looks like something that somebody imitating someone doing that would do for, like, a country music concert. This is right around the time of the full jean tuxedo that we have Justin <clears throat> Timberlake wearing. <clears throat> have you seen the picture of that? No. Oh, I'm gonna look it up here. Okay. Yeah, it's Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears okay. in a full jean outfit. While you're doing that, um, the only thing that popped out to me is, like, it seemed like several people were making basically saying clay can't win like to the jury being like hey jury yeah you're gonna you're really gonna let somebody who's done nothing win the game and also they showed us they didn't show us helen's vote but they showed us helen's vote because she says like you're a tough competitor blah 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 and i was like well that's ted yeah like she's not fucking talking about clay <laughs> ted ted's a co tough competitor he's an athlete he can do this clay exists clay is there uh, this is the photo that I was alluding to before. That's horrid. Of Britney Spears in a, a jean dress and Justin Timberlake in jeans, jean tuxedo, looks like a regular t-shirt. Juxedo? And a jean hat. I tried to, jean I tried to say hat. jean dress as one word. And I was like, dress. dress. Wait. <laughs> oh, hold on here. Hold up. Wait a second. Dream? Dream. She's, she's in her dreams. No, because it needs to be singular. I'll workshop it. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll come back. Fashion is secular. It, Fucking better not be. It's going to come back around. Cyclical is what you're looking Thank for. Thank you. You looked confused. I did. That wasn't a word. Fuck, I'm, a, I'm a podcaster. Everything I say is true. <laughs> so Ted goes home. <laughs> Ted goes home. How do you... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. How do we feel about that, Jared? Fuck Ted. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm, I'm there with you. How does Ted do it? Ted shouldn't, like, I, I don't even want to analyze Ted as a survivor player. Like, Good. Ted should have been removed from the show by production three episodes into the season, four episodes, whatever that was. Yeah. I don't care how his game is. He, I mean, I guess if I'm really going to analyze it, he's not very good at it. He believes Brian for way too long. Mm -hmm. He doesn't try to convince Jan himself. Mm -hmm. He, like, gaslights horribly. I don't know. He takes everything super personally, like the Jake conversation. I don't know. He, outside of assaulting somebody, they're not gonna get, you don't get rid of him before an immunity vote. I don't know. Like, pretty close to after immunity most of the times. Yeah. Usually probably the first member of his alliance voted off, but he should have been removed from production long ago. And he is the protagonist of the episode, it, he wins the reward. It is his episode. Fuck Ted. <laughs> Fuck Ted. Yeah. And this is a problem for Survivor. I alluded to it before, but this is the beginning of Survivor having a sexual assault problem. Mm. And they don't know what to do with it. Mm. And they will not know what to do with it for a long, long oh, time. Good. And it's not like it's every season. But it happened more than it should. Yikes. So. Yeah, how did the nation react at the time? I don't know. Interesting. I'm if, sure one of our, one of Carl or someone on, that emails us yeah. will, will write in and if, say something more If about you it. guys were more in tune to that, please let us know. Like, I feel like. We talked a little bit about it when it happened of like, the, or the, in the email of, being, of the episode after that came out of like. Yeah, this was also kind of gross at the time, but I'm interested to hear what the reaction was at the time of him making the final five. Yeah. I feel like the nation did Gandhi a dirty. That's fair. 
is is what my instinct is saying. And not that's fair they did that, but that's, like, I can see how that happened. Yeah. it's fucked up. And, like, I don't know. There, there's not... The fact that there isn't much information out here about Ted is astonishing to me. Wow. Because there should be 50 op-eds about how Survivor has changed, about how Survivor screwed up back in 2002. Yeah. And there just isn't. Wow. There, there are some. Like, I... Like I talked about, I, I have a... Or oh, I'm guessing Ted doesn't come back. Correct. Ted <laughs> is not coming back. I have an article here that talks about a an incident happening way later and kind of the straw that breaks the camel's back mm. of this is what happened and Survivor is very transparent about what happens. Mm. So it gives people a lot of speculation and like, okay, they did it here. Here's these past other circumstances where Survivor should have stepped in mm. and just didn't. And should have helped and didn't. Take season five, for instance. During Survivor Thailand, the show's fifth season that aired in 2002, the first real uncomfortable moment occurred. There was an incident involving two contestants where unwanted touching occurred between Ted Rogers and Gandhi Johnson. Ted had reportedly grinded on Gandhia in his sleep and despite her telling everyone about the situation, it was almost turned into a joke. The men threw her allegations to the side, the women ultimately sided with Ted, and Gandia was laughed at for her tantrums, while Ted was given comedic glory for his I'm not even attracted to you comment. Mm. What makes matters worse, Jeff Probst, who is an awesome host and handles things better than any host probably would, poked fun at Gandia f- later on. He did? It hasn't happened yet. Oh. So. Yikes. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. And I don't blame, I don't blame the women of Chewy Gone for that, like that article kind of did. Helen, I think, had a very nuanced take, but I understood it. Mm-hmm. And I think Jan was kind of on the same page. It's, they were like, well, we can't fix this. Yeah. So we're just going to keep playing the game and try to move on, which I can't blame them for. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fuck Ted. Fuck Ted. I have I do have another article about how Ted's wife was angry, upset, and embarrassed about the Gandhi incident. That was kinda my I was like I was curious like how like not that I want his wife to be dragged into it, she didn't do anything wrong, but like if he was still married, like if it like what her thoughts were after seeing that. Yeah. And that's all we really get here. Mm. Because there is a hyperlink to whatever that article would have been. It's a dead link. It's a dead link. Ah, so damn. That sucks. But it does go on and, like, talks a little bit more. He attributes the situation to his vivid dreams. Fuck off. Yeah, I know. That's just... Mm. And, like, they, they, the last article talked about the grinding. Like, that was obviously bad. He also was, like, kissing her neck. Yeah. Like, that's not vivid dreams, you fucking creep. Yeah. I almost get it if, like, your body is moving on its own like sleepwalking almost but no 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 there were like conversations and things being had and like kisses on the it's not no yeah just no okay i'm done talking about this also like that means you also don't respect your wife's consent like Mm -hmm. because she was gani was trying to move away from him and he followed her several times like scooching away and then following so that yeah yeah hmm 
Okay. I'm going to move past Ted. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Fuck yep. Ted. Let's never talk about Ted again. Correct. Agreed. Just kidding. We'll talk about it during the reunion. Well, we have to talk about it during the finale of the reunion. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, who we have our final four. Yep. We have our finale episode set. Yep. What's your order here? It's so tricky when you get down to these little numbers because immunity changes it so much. It does. I think Jan goes next. And then who knows because it comes down to immunity, right? I think either one who wins... I think if Helen... Like, if it is that that final three Mm -hmm. and Helen wins, I think she takes Brian because she doesn't want to risk Clay winning because she fucking hates Clay. Mm. If Brian wins... I think he takes Clay. And if Clay wins, I think he takes Brian. Okay. I see what you're saying. If Jan makes it to final three, who do I think Jan would take amongst all three of those? I think Jan would take Helen. But Do we we really think Jan can win a final immunity challenge? Maybe. Maybe? Okay. I don't know. Um, I think back to season one and like how fucking long Rudy stayed in there. That's fair. And who was it? Season three? In Africa? Yeah. Old Kim. Old Kim. Old Kim yeah. held out for a really long time in that challenge, too. So, I don't know. Jan might be able to. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Cool. Anything else to do with this episode before we wash our hands of it? I'm just... I'm excited for next season, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we said before, the car curse lives on. The car curse lives on. Don't win that car. Just don't. So, for those of you listening at home, we started talking about the first car I owned... And then I realized that is the password reset security question for most of my stuff. So we stopped talking about that. So there's going to be a weird jump there, maybe. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> and anything else you want to say? Bumper. Bumper. I would like to stop incriminating myself <laughs> on a podcast. Oh, man. Well... Next episode's the finale. We have made it, Jared. We're almost there. Holy shit. I feel like recording with Claire was like seven years ago. It does feel like a very long time ago. And we only took, we only skipped one episode, like, launch date. Yeah. Astonishing to me. Astonishing. The season, it just won't die. It just won't die. And it never will. It will live in your heart forever. Hearts of... Yeah, I mean, heart's a strong word. It will live in the pit of your stomach for at least the next two minutes. Do you want to promote anything, Stephen? I want to promote, I have my pre-order all ready to go. The Tears of the Kingdom, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is Mm. coming out soon. I'm super excited about it. Nintendo simp. I, have you watched any of the trailers? No. It looks fun. I don't watch trailers for anything, even things I'm excited for. Okay. And I don't pre-order anything. Okay. I wait until it drops. I forget when things are coming out. Even things I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. I will be like, oh, that comes out tomorrow? Cool. And I'll buy it then. Sure. Which, I, I, I've I had somebody tell me that takes a level of self-control. I was like, no, I've been lied to so many times that I just, I wait now. And I, I see the value of that. And for the most part, I am with you. However, I saved money by doing this. And I was going to get it anyway. Sure. And, so. like, a Nintendo first-party game is always going to be high quality. I feel like you already plugged this. We already talked about I this. I definitely did, but I'll do it again. All damn right. it. I might... I don't know if I've plugged this before. Time is a flat circle, and we have spent... What? We've now been... Like, we have over 60 hours. Because mm-hmm. we have 60 episodes. This will be the 62nd. So, 
we've probably had like 70 hours of us talking into a microphone. Yeah. Wow. Uh, just think about the AI that can now <laughs> uh, replicate our voices. I can't replicate my wild off the wall bullshit. That's fair. I don't know if I've plugged it before. Uh, Will Wood is an artist, a music artist. So fucking good, man. Do they... I've plugged the normal album by him before, but I've been listening to more of his stuff, and it's all so good. Mm. The, the, the song... There's, okay, there's a song. I won't sing it, but basically... You think we're going to get copyright strike from you singing? No, I just don't want to sing it. Oh, okay. The premise is... Or, like, the hook line is like, We know that beauty's just skin deep, so show me your bones. It's... Weird and upbeat and kind of like, it's like a, it's called the Skeleton Appreciation Song. It's very fun. Huh. Okay. <laughs> very fun. Alright, cool. Then on that note, for my co-host Jared, this is Steven. My host Steven, this is Jared. Finale, baby! Fuck Thailand. Bye! Bye! Bye. <laughs> <laughs>